of shit. This is a weird place. It looks like Braveheart and Train Spotting had a shitty baby. <laughs> well, let's talk to someone. <laughs> Love that intro. That was amazing. Hello. How is everyone today? <laughs> the intro killed him. Damn. I, <laughs> I thought we agreed no Braveheart. I thought we agreed no <laughs> So you're in a Scottish movie at this point and followed the wrong story. What? The wrong it was... story? <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, man. Get it off your chest. Get it off your chest. Uh, basically, the, the MVP was uh, Robert the Bruce rather than William Wallace. And uh, it was just it's a kind of weird movie in general. The fact that it was meant to be, oh, this is, this is a pride of Scotland. And it was uh, then filmed in Ireland instead of Scotland, which was real strange. <laughs> yeah. There's some uh, there's some unattended heat at the bottom of that too, isn't there? Isn't there something like about like Scots and Irish somewhere? Uh, not there as much was. As, like, not not as much as like Irish and English or Scots and English, but. Uh, I, honestly, when it comes to Scotland and Ireland, we are typically closer to Northern Irish because Scotland is primarily, or at least it was, primarily Protestant, and it goes back to that whole kind of, you know, yeah. Southern Irish, Northern Irish, being at each other's throats for years. And... Yeah, it was mostly a religious thing, yeah. if I remember correctly. But um, other than that, you got any other brave heart things you need to get off your chest? I know it was chilling. Uh, at least I had a good soundtrack, guys. Yeah, I like the soundtrack. It was actually as much as I hated, but it was a good movie. I like that. <laughs> so, you, so you say it's <laughs> off limit, and then you just you immediately break down to it's a good movie. Yeah, that's a pretty Scottish opinion about things. It's like everyone in Scotland hates Scotland, but we also like Scotland. What about uh, yeah. train spotting? I threw that in there too. <laughs> yeah, train spotting's uh... accurate. <laughs> it's accurate. It is. It is. Yeah. From my experience, it was accurate. Definitely yep. accurate to the fucking eighties. And where was it shot? It shot in a fucking really shit place. Um, is it fucking Glasgow? Isn't it? <laughs> Don't, don't take too much. Hey, don't take too much of a piss about Glasgow because that's where he's from. So, well, just... I mean, but he knows, dude. It's so fucking true. If he's talked to someone from the '80s, dude. He knows, dude. It was fucking. It's fucking just fucking empty buildings and people fucking riling out. I mean, we are experiencing that in America these days, but. Yeah, I was going to say, you could have shot that at any point in uh, in Scotland and it would have been the same movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shoot today, tomorrow. You still got some 20-year-old guy banging a 16-year-old at a high school and ODing on heroin. That, that's genuinely a problem in Scotland, and I hate this kind of culture of when people finish their secondary education over here, so when they finish high school, they'll still some somehow think they're a teenager up until they're in their twenties and go and try and like be oh look at me I can I can drive I finish school let's go to McDonald's and get in with younger women and I, I think it's absolutely disgusting because it, they're basically with minors and that's that's just something I can't personally stand as in Scotland that whole kind of culture of try to find someone younger than you. 
thankfully it seems to be dying down but basically everyone in my year was dating people that were minors at the time and i was just like that, that's kind of illegal you know how about, how about don't wait wait isn't the consent like 16 uh, yeah, but it was if... usually finish. Like you, you can choose to finish um, education in Scotland around fifteen. Yeah, yeah, but it's one of those things. It's yeah, it's definitely probably tides changing. Yeah, it's, uh, it makes me kind of uncomfortable when my friends were talking about dating people that I'm were literally born in like the two thousands. Oh God, that's awful. And you know what's worse is you get older, uh, those same people are legal and etc. And yeah. it's just like, you just start looking and you go, oh my god. You're from fucking, when, when I was in like fifth grade. What are you doing on here, you kid? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, what other fun Glasgow things do you got going on? Oh, there's just nothing fun in Scotland. We got like two Taco Bells. Two Taco Bells? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's fun in the first place, but... Uh, oh, man, dude, sometimes it's all you got, and that's it. Taco Bell. We never had the pleasure of going to Glasgow, but... Edinburgh no, you had the next. pleasure of not going. That's, that's <laughs> it. So you, you think about that one. Well, no. <laughs> He's got it. We were going to come We were gonna come see you if we had the time, but, you know, time ran short, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I I don't live within Glasgow. I live just outside of it, so it's easier to say I live ne- like near it or in it. It's uh, it's actually a significantly worse place in Glasgow. I mean, I know <laughs> Glasgow from like family. Um, I don't. I, I've heard Edinburgh isn't too great either. Much beautiful. Or something. It's another one near there. Dundee, by any chance? I. <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows? We can go over every city there. It's bad. And then if you want, we can also go right across the aisle and do the Irish. And then uh, we could do the uh, upper UK. We, we could do the whole fucking thing, dude. If you want, we can um, find a shit spot in all of them. Uh, last time Get I tried the map, to... We'll do the whole country. We'll do the whole world, dude. I guarantee we can find plenty of shit spots. I'm not good when it comes to... Uh... Geography. I got roasted last time because I thought uh, Tennessee was a place in Texas, and I was told <laughs> I specifically that. <laughs> that it wasn't. I was like, "Come on, man, I know they got like fifty something states." You know, dude, that's uh, one of those things, uh, and they love to do it here. It used to be a really popular thing with late night shows is to grab random people and go, "Do you know where this country is?" Like, come on, get over yourself. People are, you know, they, all they're going to know is what's really local to them because that's all that really matters to a single person, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't... Yeah. Yeah, that's just... It's just knowledge you'll never need. Like, I, I know places because of experiences. I, I, I can find things on a map pretty good and guesstimate where they're going to be based on how they're named, but do I absolutely need to know where... Uh, you know, Manila is at any one moment. No, come on. Wait, that's that's I could that's one place I could point to. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's in the oh. Philippines. Yeah. yeah. Only reason I know that is because of a YouTuber called Ants Canada. 
I knew it for a while, and then my neighbor was like, we're from the Philippines. You got a sister. Let me take a picture of you. My sister might like you. You can help her get over here. I'm like, wow, shit. Green card marriage. I would definitely help someone do that. I'm not saying I'd commit marriage fraud, but it does sound fun. You don't say you'd commit marriage fraud? Yeah, I mean, it does sound fun, though. Marriage fraud? It does sound yeah. fun. That's why I volunteered. I wasn't. My picture didn't do well enough, though, unfortunately. Not yeah, enough so, to some... come to the U.S. <laughs> You're funny. Uh, <coughs> so, beyond that, uh, there was also something about tortoises, and I heard you forgot everything about them. Yeah. I need to stop, like... I'm like a tape recorder. I'll know one thing for a very long time, and then it's overwritten. Like, I, I don't... I can't remember any of the four years I've done history. <laughs> but I can remember like a Skyrim puzzle. Oh man, I work with a guy like that. People will be like, you know, he's doing this wrong. I go, listen, if I tell him how to do it right, we're gonna lose something, and we don't get a choice what we lose. And he might forget to breathe one day. Just chill, <laughs> live with it. It's not worth it. I mean, he's like yeah. a year from retirement. Um. So, oh, at least he's got a reason. Yeah, yeah, he's got reasons, man. When when you're younger and you ain't got a reason, you begin to feel a little bad. Um, but yeah, where where are these uh, turtle facts, man? Uh, you own one, right? Yeah, I've a pet Russian horseshoe tortoise. I've had them for around eight years now. It's called Chuckle. Live forever, don't they? Yeah, it's quite sad getting a pet that you know is gonna outlive you. Oh my god, it's like parrots, right? Yeah, it's it's a good pressure though to like you know have kids get married because someone's gonna need to look after them once you die. Wow, man! You'll have to pass it, you know, down throughout the family. Make sure you have somebody <laughs> who's gonna take care of it, you know. And then if you you have one and then you don't think that one's gonna work out, then you have to have a second one. Mm. Oh, God. Yeah, they used to be pretty common. Like a lot of people used to own top houses in Scotland, even though our climate is absolutely terrible for them. And uh, a lot of them wouldn't make it past the winter because the tortoises go into like it's almost like hibernation, but because they're a reptile, they just kind of shut off. They can just kind of shut themselves off and drop their metabolism and slow down their organs. And everyone thought uh, they died, so they'd bury them and they'd suffocate and die. Oh, and man. that is why they're not as a common pet anymore. And if you were to go and dig up someone's back door from like the sixties, you'd probably find a few uh, tortoise shells on it. Unfortunately. Oh man, I mean that's a thing people do though. We we love getting something that does not belong in one place and going ah, we'll do it. Just pure yeah. hubris. Just oh man, cities in the desert. We got AC. So that. <laughs> Well, that's the same thing for Scotland. Cities in the, you know, cold. Ah, we got heaters. It's okay. Yeah, but that one's more common. I mean, like, you wear a coat, you know? But it's cold and damp, too, right? There's a lot of, say, a humid winter. Yes, our winters are really strange because they can come in summer and... Well, that doesn't make it winter anymore. It just makes it a cold-ass summer, doesn't it? I don't know, man. It's, it, it gets really weird. It, it decides to snow at random times. 
It's always wet. Somehow it's always it's always fucking wet. Always Scotland is just always wet and grey. My husband always says that Scotland has a cloud, not clouds. They have a cloud. It just covers the whole continent. Yes. Do you agree with that? Yeah. (laughs) Except for when, except for when I was there, it was sunny the entire time. We only had rain one day for three weeks. Well, you need to come back. (laughs) (laughs) It changed while you were gone. I think I remember that year. I think that's when like ninety percent of our animals died off because the weather suddenly changed and they didn't know how to deal with the sun. They started <laughs> no. some sort of cult around it. The animals started a cult. No, that was the people. I oh. guess. I mean, it's hard to tell sometimes with Scottish people. You see a hairy blob in the corner in the rain, and you can't tell if it's eating a rock or it's drinking whiskey. All right. Hear a cat sneeze. Why don't we? You know we uh we've done thirteen minutes. We never actually said, "Well, who are you?" <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. I'm yeah. Andy. Hi. And uh, you recently joined the community. Uh, yes. Mostly for the MC side, you want to just chill on the server. You also manage some other servers for MC, right? Yeah. And unfortunately, that's... uh. Those other servers are very stressful. Yeah, it's very stressful. So you sort of want to just come and chill whenever you can find a moment. Yep. Uh, Funnily enough, I think I'm... Am I one of the only people here that's joined not out of RuneScape? (laughs) Oh, no. Probably. Well... Recruit and other things, too. Yeah, but that's fairly new, too. Yeah, but I would say you're within that. Yeah. Um, Bringing so, friends in and stuff like that yeah, yeah, from that's, anywhere. That's the goal. And then um, I heard that you don't know what noise cats make. Yeah. What does a Scottish cat sound like? I know I asked earlier, but I really want to know. Have you thought do, about do it? Do you want? I, I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> you seem to have gotten bashful all of a sudden. Is there something we should? Yeah. Do? <laughs> I'm thinking about the cats that I come across when I'm out my back door, and they'll just come up and hiss at me. But I think that's a me problem. What are you? What are you doing to these cats? Are you known in the neighborhood cat community? Nah, I just exist, and they don't seem to like it. I, I'm I'm okay with animals, like. I, I like cats. I just prefer dogs. You like cats, but all the cats hiss at you, and you don't know what cats sound like. Do you like cats from afar, like in images? Like how everyone would love to have a kitten constantly, but no one wants the older cat. Like you just look at pictures and go, yeah, a cat. Yeah, I think uh, I think I would actually like really enjoy, and I'd be a cat person if I raised one from a kitten to like a fully grown cat. I think I, I would like that, but I had an allergy with cats when I was younger, so that like crossed that off the table. And then I, I started to like be okay around them, and I was like, "Yeah, we could get a cat." And then my mum was like, "Nah, I got an allergy too," and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I got that, well, that gr- long great one." Just to, yeah, I got an allergy too now. Yeah, so I wasn't the problem. Uh, so I got an old dog, and uh, 
to me, cats normally just like make a meow noise. Yeah. Or since I watch a lot of anime, sadly, they'll go nyan. Nyan. Yeah. So the Scottish cat is like an American cat, but with a Japanese cat mixed in. How did that Japanese influence even get to the Scottish cat? Was it on that sunny day? Yeah, it was probably on the sunny yep. day. <laughs> One of the five ever. Um, so I tagged you in a picture because you were talking about passing down the turtles and you began to sound exactly like that movie. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you sounded exactly like that for a second with the whole... Because <laughs> you had tried to have kids. Um, what else? What else? Do you play any of the other games? Community plays? Actually, he does. He may not realize it, but since it's fairly new. Um, Is it League? No, it's. Well, it's, there's a League channel and a WoW channel. Oh, no. Yeah. Dang. I don't know what. What's wrong with that? <clears throat> Uh, it's quite hard to play games like uh, League of Legends when you're not on the same continent because oh, of the ping difference. So it kind of ruins the experience for everyone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had the unhealthy League addiction for a while and then I stopped because I realized how bad it was. A bit like Warcraft. <laughs> I, I stopped playing Warcraft in the dreaded BFA expansion. That was... Uh, that was sad. That was really sad. Did it hurt you? Yeah, it scarred me. Uh, the people at Warcraft that said, you think you do, but you don't, and then went back on every decision they ever made. And they decided that they were going to... I I quite like the likes of D&D, and I like role-playing games. And for some reason, Blizzard had the great realisation that Okay, so all the classes need to feel unique and have class fantasy. And to achieve this, they removed everything about the classes that gave them that uniqueness and class fantasy. So to encourage people to roleplay, they got rid of the roleplay elements. <laughs> so I, and at that point, I was just very confused. And then they were like, also, here, enjoy World of Warcraft Classic. And then uh, I remember them saying no to that. A few years ago, basically saying the fans think they want it, but they don't actually. And uh, and then classic was a huge hit. They were wrong again. Don't know. It just seems like everything they do, they decide to contradict themselves on it. And their reasonings are the next year they give a different reasoning for doing something than they stated for originally. <coughs> Don't know. It just it seems so shallow. I guess that's what happens with like AAA game companies now. They keep getting bought over. Well, that happens. Change management. I would say a lot of it, too, is um, there's like an old saying on the developer side of uh, players think they want this, but they, you know, you gotta, you can take input, but you gotta guide it a certain way. Um, yeah. And what probably happens is they probably take that motto and just like shoot it way into left field. And that can get you in trouble, too, really quick. Yeah, following the EA news recently, they've actually decided to try and take a step in the right direction for once. Less gambling? Say what? <laughs> yeah, EA doing something right in the media? Crazy. 2021's been wild so far. 
they've decided that single player games still actually matter and the anthem was bad. It took them a year to figure out the anthem was bad. I think three people played it maybe. Jeez, I've never even heard of it. Yeah, me either. Yeah, they took uh they took the people off the Mass Effect games. So they took Bioware, they took the Mass Effect games, threw them out the window for a bit. The Dragon Age games, got rid of Dragon Age. And then they made a online space mech games as a service destiny style game that just didn't work and they spent a year trying to fix it and then they realized that they were ruining other franchises by doing it so they got in like a new lead and they basically said hey um let's make the games the fans want again star wars sold pretty well and hit the single player oh yeah well there's there's different people for everything like i don't play single player games um, yeah. I like playing with people for the most part. Uh, but there are tons of people. I mean, look at the Fallout series. And they've dropped, like, a bunch of just terrible uh, <laughs> expansions and new ones that just flopped, really. I mean, people played them because at that point, with the fandom that has, they're going to play it. It's no ifs, ands, or buts. Who are you kidding to think they won't? They're just gonna play it. No matter how, you know, no matter how much of a steaming turd something ends up, they will play it because they are about it. Yeah. Um, what was that game, uh, Andy, that Steph was playing that was just a load of. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. It, it was absolutely is it horrible. Is it Cyberpunk? Oh. Yes, that one. So just what you were just saying, um, Navi, the they will play a game no matter how crap it is, and Steph just ate it up. And well, the thing is, so Cyberpunk is a really unique thing because that was promised for a very long time. Uh, I forget how long. I think it was. It's been in development for ten or twelve years. Um. And they still needed more time, but they're, I don't remember if it's just they're out of money or they promised it by this time period and they're not hitting it. So they just said, we got to push it out. We already, you know, like that drink I drink had promotions for it. And it's like, it's like, okay, so you set up all this stuff to happen by this time and point. So now you're stuck. You set a unreasonable timeline you weren't honest about your unreasonable timeline and now the fruits of your labors are gonna haunt you and that's what happened completely yeah Yeah, i've seen quite a lot of side-by-side comparisons of cyberpunk and other games are older and it was one of the big comparisons was how chaos works in cyberpunk versus gta so they've done a side-by-side comparison where the player threw a grenade onto oncoming traffic. And in Cyberpunk, every single person got out of their car at the exact same time and covered their heads and crouched down and just accepted death. <laughs> Whereas in GTA, people ran in different directions. They had different unique reactions. The explosions between the cars were completely different. And it's really sad to see because the Polish government actually gave the development studio for Cyberpunk, $7 million to uh, research their own innovative artificial AI. Oh my Sorry, God. artificial intelligence. 
is wow. a bit redundant though. But um, it's just kind of sad to see how much money, even the government got caught up in the whole, wow, Cyberpunk's going to be the next best thing. Yeah. Well, and it could have very well been, but yeah. they definitely, I mean, you see a lot of stuff and it keeps coming. This team struggled, that team struggled, inability to manage this, inability to do that, unruly deadlines. They had a lot of time. There's a lot of pre-existing stuff they could have worked with. They could have gone half, like, partnership with, like, the fucking Rockstar Games or whatever it is, the ones that make GTA. Um, those people have opened the sandbox down to a science. But they've also been building open sandbox games or near open sandbox games since the 90s. Yeah. I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone that's actually played those, but I used to have the full box set from the first ones they were, like, I think shipped out on arcade machines to just everything. Wow. So they have the experience. They have the skill fucking reach out and consult if you're gonna fuck up that bad instead that's gonna create such a bad consumer mouthfeel and everything for a very long time everything you'll see as games like are being pushed to be released or something people are gonna be like is this gonna be the next cyberpunk yeah it's sad to see Andy, Steph just walked by, kissed me on the head, and told me to tell his bitch hello. Oh. <laughs> I guess that's me. <laughs> yep, that would be you. Huh. You uh-huh. That's you? He normally calls me honey, though. <laughs> well, you know, you you are his, you know, Amen. other half. Are we going to talk traditional gender roles in Scottish society? <laughs> I don't uh, think there's any problem with that either, but you know, hey, yeah. it's all good. What's going on here? Hmm. No, that's what I was going to say. There is is, is definitely uh, not a good thing. Oh no, you say what you want. I mean, it's all right. Okay, I'll, I'll say it. I'll try and say it as nice as possible. I just give zero fucks about gender at all. To the point where I don't care, and it's mainly because I feel like it's just it's just a wasted conversation. Everyone should just straight up be accepted, regardless. I don't think there should be a discussion, but sadly there has to be one because people are getting discriminated against. But there's the one thing that I hate is a lot of these um, advocates for like other genders. They seem to fall into the trap where that becomes their personality. Like, for example, I'm pansexual because I don't give a fuck. And that that's not part of my personality. That's just my taste. Yeah. I don't feel the need to... I, that, like, when I think of who is Andy, I'm like, oh, I'm just a... I like games. I like to treat people fairly. I like a lot of milk. I like chocolate. I don't think that my sexuality or my gender is my be-all and end-all. I get that some people are very passionate about that. And for a while, I was passionate about that, but... I just don't like when it consumes you and you have to play that role every single day of I am this. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people fall into a trap of this is that role and I gotta play it constantly. Um, yeah. 
I, I believe in sort of more free-flowing on things, you know. Uh, today you can be the gamer, tomorrow you can be the car enthusiast, and so forth and so forth. You don't need these super hardline defining things because people change. Um, that you that existed five minutes ago does not exist anymore. You'll never exist again. Yeah. You know? I can agree with that. But, uh, I don't know. And uh, some of it, too, um, comes down to, like, the speciality of people. Everyone wants to be very special about everything. And it's like, no. Be un- be special in a unique thing, you know? Like, don't be, this is it. This is that one thing. This is the one thing everyone knows about me, and that is it. You know, have a little more depth. Have it all, you know? Yeah, try and be a full person rather than just one aspect of yourself. Well, don't be in what it ends up becoming is. Or is that really your personality, or is it just a talking point? Is it a talking point you've picked up from someone else? You know? I like yeah, that's that. true. I tell people all the time, can you trace where that came from? Okay, that's cool. You think this. So where did it come from? And if you can't trace that back, then did it really come from you? Or was it a billboard you saw somewhere? You know? Yeah, so that, that can circle back around into like, the likes of racism. A lot of that's ingrained through being taught that by someone. Exactly. And it's like, it's like, oh, at what point did I start being racist? Well, Wait, am I racist or have I just learned to be? Yeah, yeah, a lot of it. Well, and humans are, you know, really, and I hate to follow us up, but, I mean, we are animals and we are ape descendants. Um, we are very monkey see, monkey do. And everything you learn is you saw someone else, heard someone else, right? You don't learn to walk just randomly. You know, a baby is staring out at the world going, oh, fuck, how do I combine these, you know? It's not thinking that in depth, obviously. Uh, but really, it is monkey see, monkey do, you know? That's why you say fuck around your kids. Guess what? Their first word's fuck. That's on you, because monkey see, monkey do. And that's how we learn. So that's why I love that. Trace that thought back. Or, you know, you say racist. Are you racist because your grandfather used to say people always do this or that? Maybe time to reevaluate that opinion, dude. Uh, do you like... Uh, do you like chicken because that's all your family ever gave you? Time to try new foods. You know? Yeah. Can I interrupt your thought? Oh, that Process. interrupted. So, you know how we were talking about getting keys this for this morning and we didn't do that? I'm doing Slayer. I, I know that. But I have a Slayer test that we could use to do God Wars with. Oh, which one's that? Aviensis. Good. Do you want to do it? No. Absolutely Okay. I hate that uh, one. I think okay. you, you should know that from our English friends that are always in here. That that I, is, know. <laughs> I know who will do it with you, but um, no. anyways, back to the Scottish people, though. Yes. You killed them. You scared them away. Nah. Oh, am I all the Scottish people? Are you all of them? I am all of them. I we mean, are one. 
there is definitely you know some literature could point that direction but it's really up to you <coughs> i'd be careful before you talk as though you're a representative <laughs> of a full group of people though i think i can say one thing I, I can say one thing that scottish people will agree with that What's i think that? everyone will agree with and it's a it is a, a term by billy conley and he said that scottish people can somehow have like a homesickness for scotland despite actually still being in scotland you can get homesick over a country that you're still in and i i think that's something that scottish people would agree with how does that work I don't know, it's mainly because of how Scotland feels. Feels? Like, yeah, because it's drastically different from, like, if you're in Glasgow, if you go up to the lakes at Oban, it's a completely different place, and it's like, it leans into the more traditional, the shops will be playing Celtic music, there'll be live street performers, and it'll feel like the Scotland that everyone likes to imagine it is. And you can actually feel homesick about Scotland while being in it. Hmm. It's, very it's, just, it's a different vibe you get. And you tend to get that vibe the further you go up north. Hmm. And if you go too far north, you end up uh, in the faraway ones and then you're not in Scotland anymore. <coughs> See, it's not really something I can um, empathize with because I live in the land of just... Everything is a strip mall. Everything is the same. Everything what is it like living in America just now, though? Like, it is that, though, dude. We took a very... Uh, you took a very beautiful landscape, and you turned it into strip malls. And that is a direct quote of someone from the 80s, and it's only worse now. Like, it really, truly is. I've watched so many. They can't fill anything there, but they build more just down the road. Like, fill what you got. You got all these empty spots that you've already built the building, and now it's just sitting there with a four lease sign, and you're building a brand new building down the road. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, Maybe I think that's to be a park. Yeah, that's local government right there. Just fucking shit up. It's just uh, there's there's these empty lots. Well, it is. And rather than we, it's really easy to blame the government completely for it, but you know. Yeah, they could just not zone land for residential. I mean, for commercial. You know, they could just say, no, no, just down the road, there's spots. We're not going to give you the permits to build here. But it's also companies that go, why would we rent that when we could just build here for cheaper? And things like that. Well, a lot of that shit could just be parks. Or houses. But instead, it'll be a strip mall, so it gets a little run down when a little bit of remodel would fix it and then it'll become a rundown strip mall in Scotland right now we have the same kind of issue of there's a lot of shops this is like this predates COVID a lot of shops sitting and they're for lease or for let and they just there's nothing in them for years because the local government jacks the price up so high and makes it impossible for anything that isn't a big corporation to move in. And that's another thing. Like, with in America, with the COVID, you saw if you were a giant mega corp, you could stay open. If you were that small business, you couldn't do it. And it's it's a really, honestly, it's a terrible thing to see. No matter the country. 
is when we make it so only the the big ones can stay around, can reopen, can do this, can do that. It's a terrible, terrible condition. Well, I have a question about Florida. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Another country would ask about Florida. Right. Uh, we try it's not Florida to talk man about real. Florida. It is the black <laughs> sheep. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that confuses me. Because when I was younger, it was like a, a big holiday in Scotland. Like, if you were if you were from a rich family, or if you were from a like any sort of like if you were someone, every single holiday you got, whether it be at Easter time or it be at Christmas time, summer holidays from school, it would always be. Oh, we're going to Disneyland, Florida. It was always, um, oh, we're going to Earth, Florida, Orlando, Florida. It was always, everyone was talking about Florida. And now, me being a 25-year-old, oh, I'm not 24, my bad, 24-year-old man from Scotland, whenever I hear Florida, I just think, oh, is that the, like, is that the swamp place? It is a, With a the Florida swamp. man. It is definitely a swampy place. Uh, it's always humid. Um, but it is a sunny place, so I could see definitely why someone from your country would be like, that's the place to go. Um, you know, California is sunny too, but it's expensive as all get out. Visiting, living, existing near it, it's expensive. So, I mean, Florida, it's just not an expensive place, uh, even to live there. You have no income tax. So, now, as for the crazy stuff, um, the thing to remember is, it's a hot, humid place, and hot and humid makes people very agitated. So, you take that, um, it's one of the places where drugs can easily get into the country via the ocean. Um, so, you get drugs, hot and humid. You get prescription pills. You get everything. So you get just this melting pot of fuckery. Um, not unlike your Glasgow. Oh yeah, there's no drugs in Glasgow. <laughs> As he laughs, choking on his what he's saying. I think uh, cocaine's highest use is Scotland per capita. <laughs> really? I thought I I thought at at one point it was um heroin heroin or crack was well crack is uh, uh, another form of coke crack is a it's a way to really stretch coke for dollar for dollar yeah and I I get that but it, it what I'm never mind. Words are being difficult right now, and I'm sorry, but it, it specifically it was heroin was like number one, and then crack itself was number two, and then I think coke was like number three. At least this was a couple of years ago. I don't know about now. Yeah, drug trends change, you know. The kids mm-hmm. are always finding something new to get on. Oh, yeah, there was, there was some crazy things. Crazy concepts in Scotland as well as I'm guessing America. I guess you guys had the trend of people try to drink beers through their ass. Yeah, beer animals. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, soaking a tampon 
and mm-hmm. vodka. Yeah, they'll find some crazy ways to get a buzz. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's about the speed is what it was about because a quicker absorption rate of alcohol into the bloodstream. It was one of them. It was one of them through eyes as well. They'll try to take shots. Yeah. Uh, I think some of that too, though, is you get one drunk guy at a party who does something <laughs> crazy and stupid, and it just fucking everyone like the Tide Pod thing. I mean, how many people really ate Tide Pods? I don't know. They weren't delicious looking. But someone they are or are not. They delicious. look delicious. Yeah, they oh, okay. Look delicious. They are very attractive. You could thank marketing for that. You know, they, they market it as a very attractive product. and But it's really just something like that happens. It becomes a meme-like thing. Next thing you know, you're telling stories about uh, tampons and vodka, you know. Doesn't mean it actually happened. It's just, it's a meme, really. Yeah, and you get some... Uh... Some crazy stories as well. <laughs> I try to remember what the one there's a a drug over here called moonshine, and that was one of the ones that was getting a lot of use when I was growing up. And moonshine? what, what yeah, was it? It was some sort of sniffy powder. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't the. It definitely wasn't the drink. And, like, the story started spreading of people doing crazy stuff on it, and one of them was a man cutting down his downstairs area, cutting it off, because he thought it was a snake attached to him. Was that, was that maybe, um, maybe in bath salts, but they just called it that? It could have been. Um, Th- like, this would have been before the whole bath salt boom. Well, I mean, when the bath salt boom happened, um, which was just a way to sort of get around the legalities of cocaine, so they sort of made this chemical. Um, but with the bath salt boom, that's where you get one of the most famous Florida stories of a man eating a guy's face, you know? Yeah, I watched that video. It changed me a little bit. Changed you a little? Good, just bad? A bit, just a little bit. <laughs> I think about him had died that day. A part of you died? Oh, Yeah, just a little bit. Man, you haven't been on the internet long enough because there's a lot on the internet that'll kill you on the inside. It used to be a lot worse places too, but things have sort of cleaned up. I remember a very wild west time. I try to remember back in the day it would have been one man one jar for me or whatever it was called. Two that girls, video one was going Yeah, that's they stuff they kind of things are getting passed around at school. Yeah. There's not as much <sighs> as that anymore. They just it got cleaned up, you know? People are like, yeah, we're not going to host that. You're not gonna yeah, some of the sites I used to go on for some really weird shit have been just completely removed, which I guess is a good thing. I mean, I guess. I think it's the progression of things, sort of like the idealized American Wild West. There was an idealized uh, online time where things were, you could just find crazy things. I mean, and it just slowly... Slowly, law and order makes its way to the trenches, you know? Unfortunately. There's, there's some things that I feel should be moderated and some things that shouldn't be. But I feel like, apart from maybe two things, it, it should be fair game in the internet. Yeah, I mean, 
at the end of the day, you know, we've hit this point where we see a trigger warning. It's not that hard to go, hey, this contains this and this. If it's not something you can handle, click out now. Done and done. And if it yeah. is, it is, you know. But that right there, too, can breed a sort of sick mindset. You know, you find someone that spends all day watching X, Y, and Z, and then they go out and do X, Y, and Z, you know. So it's an understandable but at the same time, it's like the stuff was made um, and it was shared and it was viewed and it itself has a right to be archived too, I guess, in a way. Yeah, once you watch enough stuff on that, on that you get kind of desensitized. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely that too. Well, as long as they're at least making an attempt to keep kids safe. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you, you can do that, and you could warn people this way it has. Um, I think all things people make has a value to um, the human story as a whole, even if it is mm -hmm. terrible, unfortunately, you know? It's still, things happen and they should be known, you know? And history has a habit of hiding things that have happened. Oh, definitely. Or changing the narrative. And What's that? There's a famous quote, right? To do, uh, it's oh, like it's the the vectors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not the... just that too, you know. It's just in general we can take cultural steps to sort of remove stuff, and it's like, but that's what makes up, you know, the human narrative. And you can't just go; it doesn't happen. It's like going, well, you were born, blah blah blah, and then you were an adult. Well, what about all that stuff in the middle? What happened there? Ah, uh, you don't need to know, you know? Well, but it's important. It's important yeah, I, I guess so. personal story, you know? Just like... I guess a prime example is China. Yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're kind of like, yeah, whatever we write is what happened, not what actually happened. And... And that sort of lying will create a massive disconnect in the future from people and their history. Um, And then, you know, lies get found out, you know? doesn't take much you, you get one phd student going ah what happened to these people you know let's dig deeper and they'll find it is it Tiananmen square was the, the really common chinese one where they tried to heavily censor it and pretend like they didn't march down it with tanks yeah well they try to censor it but uh, what a lot of people yeah. don't realize is after those photos were done, because it's not like that was the end of everything. Um, and there's a monologue from a show that really lays this down. Um, the guy's talking to someone, and I, I'm gonna, I can't do it verbatim, but he goes, you know, the Tiananmen Square thing happened, cameras are out, man, you know, stopped the tanks holding groceries, and everyone thinks... Oh man, that's it. Communism's done there. It's done. Chinese government's done. Well, guess what? The cameras turned off and they killed all those people and things kept going. Or else, yeah. you know, China wouldn't be where it is now. So, that's just an example of what happens when you remove. So, everyone lauds and appraises the whole guy with the grocery bag stopping them. Uh, what happened to that guy? What happened to the people that were there? Uh, you don't see that anywhere. You see that one picture. What happened afterwards? 
that's one of the it, the things that happen with governments that essentially it's heavily censor their people and what happens. That's uh, it's really sad when you hear about like influencers in China just now that are anti-Chinese and pro-Hong Kong. Suddenly they disappear. Oh yeah. Oh. Days after the that. video. Well, but the one thing history has taught us about the silly stuff too is at some point it will come back and harm you know those people will go we've had enough and they'll do something it doesn't happen immediately but that sort of constant attack like that on your people and your nation will haunt you it will come back eventually they will go this is enough and it won't be just one person who goes, this is enough. It'll be one person, and another person goes, you know what, you're right, this is enough. And then another person. Next thing you know, you got millions. I mean, what do they have? They have three billion population. What do you do when three billion people go, okay, we've had enough? Well, I guess we've seen a bit of what's to come with Hong Kong then. Because it seems to be the youth in China that are starting to kind of be like, why are we so different from the rest of the world? Like, why are we allowed to be this heavily censored? Like, they can't even watch movies that have the concept of time travel on them. Oh my god, why? I because can't understand why you would censor that. Because I've just decided anything that could possibly cause any sort of like social disrupt is banned in China. So you can't play the game Battlefield 4. That's banned in China because they painted the Chinese military. Oh yeah, they did in a bad way. Yeah, and then wasn't it? They just bought uh, Dice or whatever. What was it, Tenzeg or something? Bought. Oh yes, yeah, Tenzeg. They've been buying. Uh, they, I think they own part of Active. Yeah, Activeblizz. So they own divisions of Blizzard and Activision, and they now own they own League of Legends, right? Games. They own parts in that. I think they also bought PUBG, and they they made that change where rather than having blood, that was green stuff that came out of the players instead. Oh it just seems like a needless censorship. You're playing a FPS game, shooting other players. You're gonna expect blood to come out of them. It's like I don't get. Changing it to green doesn't really do anything. Yeah. And that stuff will, like I said, it, it'll come out. Either people will be like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not playing this. I'm not giving them money. Uh, and when that, you know, and I always tell people, vote with your dollar. And when one yeah. person votes with their dollar, it's not much. But just like when one person gives up, well, when five people vote with their dollar, well, a little more. But it's not much, you know. It's not a huge dent. When a hundred, hey, we're missing some dollars here. When a thousand, we're miss, we're starting to miss a lot more dollars. What about when a hundred thousand people, uh, that game just flopped, you know? So it it can happen pretty quick. It doesn't happen overnight, but um, I mean we go right back to the uh, CD Projekt Red situation with Cyberpunk, where they had to take it off the store because so many people got refunds. Like, that's a good case for dollar voting right there. Yeah, that was one of the things that happened with the change at EA when 
people were saying vote with your wallet is the term I've been exposed to when it comes to games and it's the exact same principle and they've seen how well Jedi Fallen Order done so they were like oh there is still a demand for these things it's still sold 10 million plus copies I, I guess people still do want this it's really hard to do it though because you get so many people nowadays that likes a cod I particularly don't like the battle uh, the, not battlefield sorry I don't particularly like the black ops cod games but I'll still buy it because it's the most recent to play with my friends even exactly. though I don't particularly like it and that can create its own thing too yeah and rather than solving the problem I'm just adding to it because I'm buying it to play with my friends even though I don't particularly like it but all Call of Duty seeing as ah no nah, this guy's buying it every year, he must like it. Yeah. Well, and then then that creates this whole well why would we make anything better? Why? What's the point of making it better if people are gonna just buy it hand over fist? You know. Yeah, that's why I I like games as a service, although a lot of people hate it. Games like Destiny and Warcraft, I I like them because. It's an expansion, and if that expansion tanks, then by God, it's going to change next time. They're, they're, they make big differences when an expansion sinks. Oh yeah, definitely. And well, Same with RuneScape as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and with subscription models, um, a lot of games, because it's highly profitable, they do basically, at the end of the day, how many of these games are really just gambling disguised as something else, you know? Take any mobile game, and it's basically a casino designed to drain bank accounts. Falsely veiled. I mean, yeah. really, once no you start, transparency. Yeah, yeah. When you when you start with random loot boxes and stuff constantly, it's you're a casino at the end of the day. But Definitely. That's enough gambling. Why don't we? Uh, <laughs> switch gears a little bit here get some of these questions in here all right so i'll ask i'm gonna go ahead and just get my traditional question that i ask everybody out and i'm sure you probably haven't heard it because if you haven't watched all the way through the video you wouldn't know andy so okay um my question to you is what how do you feel people in scotland are about taking accountability for their own actions now this is again for scotland specific since you really don't have any other understanding of other places so what do you think about scotland and taking accountability do you... I, I just said scotland and I even went as far as to say britain okay everyone, everyone was in this is me two years ago probably i'd say everyone was super accountable everyone like took responsibility on themselves but seeing how bad we dropped the ball in the last uh, year of covid i think mm -hmm. that we're a terribly responsive people and i think that we are so fucking selfish as of lately i just think we're so selfish people can't give up tiny luxuries in order to better the entirety well but how much is that? How much is that? People get tired. Um, like in America, with everything, we figured out that uh, two, people will do without for about two weeks. You know, um, 
it's anything that requires discipline. Discipline is a muscle that wears out very quickly. Yeah, I used to think Scotland was this absolute unshakable hardy race of people and that we were all absolute tank vikings, god amongst men. Now I realise that we're just as bad as the rest of the fucking world. That people, on average, it feels like aren't willing to make a small sacrifice to make life better for everyone else. And it just feels really sad. I mean, I feel, I do, I do though feel like that you'll see more of people on the news and through stories, you'll hear, hear about people doing the wrong thing more than you'll hear about people doing the right thing. Well, that's because that's what sells news, yeah. but, yeah. Like you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, know you why? are right, you know, people... Even if it's to save them themselves from being sick, they still will not necessarily do what's best for them. Well, yeah. how much of that comes down to the biological need to like people go, oh, people are selfish. Well, biologically, you need to be selfish, not only for your self-preservation, but just for your existence. How much of it really comes down to that then? I guess for me it would come down to it depends on what they're justifying it with. So like if someone for example is in a relationship with someone I can see them breaking the restrictions in order to be with that person but if it's the matter of oh my hair's an inch too long I need a haircut I'm going to break lockdown to get a haircut that just seems silly to me. Well why is the haircut place open if it's locked down? It's not. They're just basically calling up people to come to their home and cut their hair. Okay. Which just seems really odd. So it's like friend of a friend or contacting like independent Con beauticians and hairdressers. Yeah. I just feel like it's not a big deal that your hair's going to be longer for an extra month. But, I could... but now we have a whole year behind it. How much of it has really been an extra month? Let's let's uh, have some honesty and transparency there. Um, a year ago, almost to this month, it was two weeks. And my state led the country. People are like, wow, this is the you know, epitome of how we should be doing this. Two weeks. Um, it's been a year. Yeah. And I'm in a uh, that... state in the U.S., and I know the U.S. gets shit on a lot, um, which I think a lot of it was just this guy bad syndrome. Um, but I'm in one of the states that were heralded worldwide for its response. That was a year ago. I, I'm guessing we've had like vastly different lockdowns because like, how many government mandated ones that you had like this is the law well that's what well. it was like I said I, when I say that we were like the star model of how this should be done we, we were see Traces in with each states that was not the star model right and it's each state has kind of like had their own little philosophy and ideological things about the lockdown and what it should be 
when uh, in all reality, it, we should have taken more of the approach like uh, New Zealand, where if it's out there, everybody stays home, you don't go out, you don't do nothing. Yeah, and well, we probably would have already beaten all this stuff, but that's not what happens. Well, New Zealand was also, you know, people. It's an island. To, yeah, it's an island. It's a clear. Yeah. has no land border. Doesn't have a ton of trade to begin with. Yeah. Um, and etc. So locking down a place like New Zealand, no problem. You know, they they can circle the island on boats and be like, they know. So. To throw New Zealand out there as like a star of that show is like going, um, yeah, no one breached my castle. What's around your castle? A uh, twenty foot high wall, a moat, uh, a pit you'd fall in. Well, yeah, of course no one breached it. How the fuck are they gonna get in there? And I get that, but they they did take the steps to try to eradicate it in their area as best as they could, as fast as they could exactly. with their lockdowns and their approach to it. Whereas most people don't do it that way. And they just, again, have the same feeling, the, just like what Andy was saying, you know, going, doing the beauticians and whatever. I mean, that's something too. Um, I would say part of the, and I'm not, at all testifying for the Scottish problem of it. Part of the American problem was it was very politicized. You had people who were angry when someone said, hey, we're not going to accept incoming from other countries, this and that. So people made it a political thing right off the bat um, instead of a health and safety thing. But in America, a lot of our health, public health issues become political. Mm -hmm. uh, healthcare. Oh, it's a political thing. Is it really? Let's think about that for a second. Why, you know, cancer doesn't get a vote, dude. Why is this political? Just saying. So, so that's my hard-hitting little question of the day to make people think. So, I'm gonna, my, I'll, I'll ask my next question. I always ask, and it's a much easier one. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Why? <laughs> I just think they're better texture. They taste better. I think they go better with syrup. Especially right. syrup with whiskey sauce. <laughs> there add you some, go. Add some, add some bacon on that. That's a meal. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie. If we started keeping track, people seem to be really apt for pancakes. We need to, I think, uh, I think when you're scheduling people, Trace, we need to get some waffle people in here. Get some different views. Get some waffle fans. No well, one, you no know, we did waffles. have Dry who liked the, uh, uh, the waffle pancake. That's Did you see that picture he put up in? Yeah. So um, I'm going to take away from the pancake waffle situation. So you, you did join about a month or two ago. You've had a little tiny bit of time to peruse the community. Um, and I know you're, you know, you're stressed with what dev and management you do currently. 
what is, if any, your plans within the community? Uh, mainly, I, I like watching communities branch out into other games. Oh, so you came right in what is our year of branching out, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like to see communities come together, grow, and slowly spill out into other games. I absolutely love seeing that kind of thing. Because when you bring together a lot of gamers, there's so much mutual interest, and they end up forming like friends within the friends group, and it's just lovely to see that unfold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've... I'm pretty sure Discord hates me in particular. They've probably spun out a hundred Discords already. They're probably like, well, cool, yours has all these boosters, but no one else is paying, and they're all making tons of Discords. I don't know what to tell you. That sounds like a personal problem, but I, I, I bet it. And if not, someone there, just an algorithm somewhere. <laughs> what, uh, since you love watching it, what advice do you have in that direction? Uh, I feel like people, if people want to play a game and they're, they're sick of playing it alone, they should go to a Discord and basically be like, hey, does anyone want to play this game? Granted, they might not have a lot of, a lot of hits, a lot of people replying to it straight away, but if there's a general chat or if there's a looking for game chat, just been like, hey, does anyone want to play this game? Or try and organise like a night to play it with people. And even if they can't find that in like a, a local Discord that they're part of, going in Reddits and uh, just any type of forum and just looking for players to play with. What sort of things would you like to see in the little bit of time you've been here to achieve things? What sort of things would you like to see out of everything in the future, sort of implemented? Other servers, actually. Uh, specifically game servers, like I think it would be really cool if there was a, like an MT Rust server or an MT Scum server, which is the only two examples I can think. Ark, there we go. There's another, another example. Ark. Yeah. I will Big-ass say... dinosaurs. Yeah, I you know what I played a, a game on mobile. It came out of uh, I think Nexon made it. Um, we'll translate it from the Korean. It was called Durango, and I loved the shit out of that in the beta. And then when they brought it back after beta, it was a hundred percent. You know, it went from what was a pretty little great mobile game that had some depth, a little bit of depth, to a random gambling game. You know. Yep. Which. Oh god, that you you fucking hate to see it, and well, you see it so often. I knew the company too, and I was like, "Well, if this is what they're gonna offer in beta, and these would be what is, it won't be bad." And then they came back, and they were like, "Actually," but that was a lot like Ark. And then I read the reviews on Ark, and it was like, I don't know if it was just too early in Ark being a game or what, but it the reviews were pretty sour. Yeah, when Arc first came out, it was so badly optimized. You you would need a a thousand dollar PC to run it when it first came out. It wasn't very accessible, and as it got better, still pretty badly optimized. It also has has a really weird issue that you should regularly delete Arc if you have it, so that it installs files better. Because when it updates the game, 
rather than rewriting the files, it just seems to add them on every so often. So what will start as a 80 gig installation will be a 200 gig installation two months later. Uh-huh. That's what it feels like. But I really love games that allow private servers. Like any game that allows a private server like that, absolutely love them. And with an MT as well. Yeah, I think I'm very iffy on more servers just based on how the ones we have now are performing. Yeah. They're that's the problem with cost. Well. Um so and it's not really about the cost cuz it's pretty negligible. It's more of why invest more in something that's sitting. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Like, and it scales badly as well because say you did bring out five new servers for five new games, then if the same thing happens with them, it's just going to add and add and add. Yeah, it does scale pretty terribly. And then, yeah, it's just... It's not the investment. I mean, you look at disc, there's been months where I've paid $40 in boost for a 5 max boost. Guess what? People use those features. Uh, we're in one of the higher bitrate channels right now for recording this. The The stuff gets used. Everyone gets X amount of upload. They can upload videos. They can do this. They can do that. Um, no problem convincing me of Discord investment. Uh, mine, the MC server... If you told me, hey, let's invest in a VPS for it or something, I would be hard-pressed to put the effort into it. I would yeah. be, I'd be like, no, absolutely. Like someone wanted a shop plug-in, a very certain one. Mm-hmm. Not me, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it was $10. I'm like, no. I spent 20 on MCMMO because I like it. Um, and I feel everybody likes it. Yeah, it adds depth. Um, but I can't, I can't, and $10 is nothing. It yeah. really is. It's, I, I just threw $18 to wash the car and it rained today. Did it rain? Oh, man. Um, so, it's not the cost. It's... I'd rather just burn the money on washing the car. <laughs> Honestly. Because one person. One person's interested in it. And there are plenty of things I will go, yeah, yeah, we'll get that. We'll get that. Just because you're interested to make um, your life great. But... I can't. Yeah, no, I agree. On on certain things, yeah, it's not worth the extra expense. But, but like MCM MCMMO, yeah, that was a, a good investment, absolutely. But I would like to see, like, and, and Andy, please don't take it. You have to do anything with the the guys or anything like that. But I would like to see where it starts becoming a place where. Oh, so Andy likes the server, so he brings Robert or 
you know, something like that, but not, I'm not telling Andy to make the guys come on the server. Please don't think I'm telling you to do that. Um, Which well, the condition the server's in, honestly, I will customize it to a group of people. I will add things they ask. I have no problem adding things. Yeah. Um, that people request, but it is sad, you know, of the condition it's in. Yeah, it got off to a really good start as well. Well, what happened, um, not to cut you off like right off the rip, but I thought about this and it seems like, oh God, what is it? Um, It seems like everyone did all the content that was available and that was it. There's other content I want to integrate, but I don't know how to describe it. Some of it is just, the complexity required for something that everyone's going to blast through in 20 minutes. Because we have those people who are so grind oriented. They're like, got to grind it through. Got to grind it through. Can't stop until we got it. Yeah. I get that. Like Trace wants me to do map events. I'll, I'll put four hours of work into it probably. And it'll be over in 30 minutes. I guess another problem with Minecraft just now is this massive update that's coming as well is probably going to require a world wipe. Yeah. Yeah. That's like that's a huge hurdle to go over for me personally because, like, that is that that is an unavoidable update that's coming, and it adds so much to the game. Yeah. And it's probably going to break a lot of plugins too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I mean, for all we know, the server might be a dead-in-the-water project by then. There's no timeline on that update. Yeah. But as long as we have people enjoying it, you know, it's going to stay. But if we only have, like, the same one person only ever, ever coming on, then, of course, it's not cost-effective to do it. Then they can just play individual yeah at that point you know. it's here's a copy of the map and enjoy yeah you know um, so i don't know there's a lot there and there's definitely it's due for some world wipes um which would be fun make the world that exists currently is just one people can visit it and be done you know yeah it's a any other games that you're particularly looking to start pressing into just now? Like, MMOs are always an interesting one, because you can end up with a big community, but the fact that you're already a community is hard. Yeah, it is. Well, the MMOs I would love to play are ones I remember from long ago, and no one's made, like, a classic version of it. So they still exist, but what exists now is so far gone from what was, you know? There's been a a very big void for MMOs. Oh, that too. It's like no one produces them. But if you're Mm -hmm. a game producer and you see uh, AAA FPS makes $5 billion, MMO struggles to make a million this year, I, I can't blame them. Yeah, there's no incentive. 
There really is no incentive. I, I guess it goes down to it's going to be a passion project from game developers at this point. Uh, Valheim is probably one of the strangest games I've seen recently. Looks like it was uh, graphically. It's really... A passion project? Yeah, it, it seems... I don't know, it seems like the developers had fun making it. And they chose like an older style, like low poly graphical style. But they took so much like modern day content and put it in the game. It just feels like a really good blend. It feels like it was made to be fun. Like the game developers would sit down and play their own game. Because I think that's another problem in modern day games was uh, when I was doing a lot of development with Minecraft, the people would be making changes to the server that wouldn't play on it. So the people would be making a change to the RPG server I was working on and they'd be changing how the classes worked and I'd be like having to roll those changes back and say this won't work because like this number goes way off because if you're going to change the power of a divine smite from one to two it's going to break half of the game's mechanics like you can't make these changes unless you play your own game yeah and that's a thing too um just like with any other job you know um i i like to say if you want to kill something you're passionate about if you want to kill the passion for something in you do it for money because at the end of the day if you just spent eight hours doing dev work for something do you really want to play that for even two minutes well be honest with yourself do you it was hard it's, it's really hard to sit and make such a massive change or sit and spend so long making something and then go and have to play through everything you've just made in the one sitting again i try and break it up i'll try and make something one day then play through it the next but jesus christ it gets hard it does and then as a developer the stuff you can do you can quickly just bore yourself because you know, there's no challenge, there's no nothing. Yeah, you, can... you really know everything that happens. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be like writing a book and then reading the book you just wrote. Like, there's doing it to catch, like, errors and stuff. But overall, a month after you publish it, you're not going to pick it up and read it. It's just not going to happen. Um, <laughs> right, but it's a good talk. I mean, it's it's a. That's the point. Yeah, it's been a very fast-paced conversation, yeah. so that's good. Yeah. All right, so Andy, tell us more about you. Oh, We've heard a lot about developing games. We've heard a lot about other things, but we haven't heard much thing. about Andy. Tell me about Andy. I know about Andy. Andy's a nice guy. I like Andy. Okay. Uh, I'm like six foot fat. Wait, did you say six foot fat? Yeah. You just six foot fat. Uh, yeah. There's more to me. I'm looking at a picture of myself just now. Hourglasses. Six foot uh, fat. That's it's definitely a height measurement. 
There's a comma in there. <laughs> There's a comma in there, okay. Yeah. Six foot fat. <laughs> uh, let me Fine. guess. Uh, hmm, I've got a patchy beard. Looking pretty neck beardy right now, not gonna lie. Long brown hair, so it's really curly. I tried to dye it blonde last year. Messed up oh. real bad. Real bad. Because I wanted to dye it grey, so I, w I went from brown to blonde. That, that it just looked like I had super noodles. Wait, do you guys have super super noodles an American thing too? No, it's not. And ramen noodles. That's it. it ramen noodles like, yeah. are it sure. Like yeah, ramen noodles. Was, yeah, Andy bad. has incredibly curly hair. Yeah, I will say going from like brown to blonde, there's like a burgundy or red step in there. Like I have a picture of me with that, and there's like this weird burgundy step in there as you go as you're stepping up to blonde and if you don't handle that right you end up with well some weird things yeah i just uh i just went on amazon picked something on prime and uh put it on my hair probably <laughs> incorrectly probably it was bleach but at least you tried <laughs> it was, it was yeah, just I a tried. bottle of bleach Probably, no, peroxide. I drank the rest of it. Oh, yeah? Well, how messed up did you get after drinking it? Uh, that was a good trip to the accident emergency room. Oh, yeah, then, yeah, probably just bottle of bleach. <laughs> peroxide just make you vomit, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, but God. I, it's hard to not play the stereotype. I'm a bit of a fucking neck beard. Tall and fat. Well, kind of tall. No, oh, now you tall. added an end. Huh? Tall and fat. That's because you were <laughs> making fun of him before, being six foot uh, fat. Six foot fat. <laughs> hey, man, if I'm going to have to automatically put in punctuation and grammar, we're going to be here for a while. Because I'm also <laughs> dyslexic. <laughs> well, you, you just got to pick and choose, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for some things totally yeah it's, cr it's so it's like, cruel it's like saying uh, uh, instead of saying I'm 6 foot 1 inch you're like I'm 6 foot fat what? 6 foot fat <laughs> it's not my fault I'm exactly 6 foot what the hell <laughs> you might as well have said I'm 6 foot fat neckbird what? that's a lot of descriptors in one sentence oh Andy <laughs> I got a size 11 shoe <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no tattoos. He, yeah. he also one of his one of his best friends is my husband, mm -hmm. who we've talked about, and so whenever they're on call on Discord, um, I always joke to my husband to tell his husband hello for me. So that's a, a known joke in our family. Yeah, and they also uh, they also accidentally called me honey once as well. Yes, and, and... It. and <laughs> it's my prized possession now. It's, it's, uh, you're just holding on to that one compliment, huh? Yep. That is the male. Considering one. considering my husband can be quite an ass sometimes, which Andy, you have to agree with that. Happy. Oh, definitely, but you should have you should have met him before he met you. God, he was a different fucking breed. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So are you saying I've improved him? Is that what you're saying? Different fucking breed. You made a mana um. Oh yeah. Was that on the wedding night? Oh he <laughs> Just don't know how much I'm allowed to tell about what <laughs> Stefan told me. He told me nothing. And... Don't worry. Nothing. He told, told me, me nothing. He told me nothing. <laughs> nothing. She's like, well I can hear him, he better not be. <laughs> Anyways, so you tell me about your dates, though. Our dates. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fruit. No. Like the first dates and stuff, probably. Yeah, some of your first dates. One of them was uh one that I found quite romantic when you went to see the the musical. Uh, uh yeah. Uh, Book of Mormon. Yeah, Book of Mormon. Because yeah. it it always it it loves to talk about you, Jesse. It absolutely loves to talk about you. And that it's so weird seeing how far he's came so quickly because it it would tell me nothing personal about him at all. Really? Like yeah. I think he maybe had two people at the time where he would like if he had a problem he would say it. But Tracy will do that to you, that's something I've noticed. She makes you want to talk. Well, a good partner will do that, man. A good partner brings out the best in each other. Um, it would be like the definition of a good relationship. Um, there are plenty where people bring out the worst in each other. There should be laws where we just separate those people, but, eh, <laughs> you know, live and let live. Definitely. It was really sweet, actually. The... <laughs> Our husband, he, he struggles with decisions quite a lot. When he's given <laughs> with what? Struggles with what? Decisions. Yeah. Uh, he said sessions. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, decisions. Sorry, Scottish accent and whatnot. But um, it was quite funny because I was watching them play through a game, and it was a uh, it was Call of the Sea. It was a beautiful game about romance, and I knew how I could get him to make his decision. And I was like, imagine it's you and Tracy. And after I said that, I instantly came to a conclusion. And the conclusion was just to spend the rest of his life with that person. And it was really sweet seeing that. Gonna make me cry over here. He was crying. <laughs> he enjoyed but... that. And I think one of the reasons he got so emotional is because he did imagine playing through the story as if it was you. You were the, you were the female main character and he was the male lead. And I think that he wouldn't have been capable of doing that maybe four or five years ago. And yeah. I think he's came a long way. It's, it's it's actually astonishing. He used to just not care about himself, but you've gave him a reason to care about himself. Aww. And it's amazing seeing stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that does sound he's... amazing. Now we are who we are. I just, you know, I'm grateful that he has friends that are there for him as well. But Andy has been, you know, around since. Uh, hold on. Stuck. Okay, there we go. She's Andy's crazy. been around for. As, well, as long as I've known Steph, you know, he introduced me to his group of friends. So Andy and I have also built a friendship too. Yep. It's it's not close, but it's it's one of the ones where I can you know 
I, I I know a lot about Andy, so Andy's a. But did you know he was six foot fat? I didn't know he was. I knew he was six foot, but I didn't know he was six foot fat. I'm surprised it's something, something that you don't attack me, Trace. It sounds like something you go. Don't say that. <laughs> well, he's okay, the one that I'll, said I'll start it. saying my commas. Comma. Okay. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> I like. And that's I'm, one I'm, of the reasons why I love Andy. <laughs> I'm gonna use it myself, honestly. When someone goes, "Tell me more about yourself," I'm gonna go, "I'm, I'm six foot ugly." Six foot ugly <laughs> asshole. Uh, yeah. So, see if it throws him off. Cause it threw me off a little. I was like, "What?" So maybe, maybe you know, maybe it just. I mean, I probably do it. Maybe someone else would just go, "Wow, well, moving on." Yeah, yeah, that that def- people probably definitely just go, "Yep, okay, moving on." I have to describe myself. Well, that's not what I'm here and paid to do, but. Uh... <laughs> Well, you're not even paid, so... We're not getting paid? No. No, no sorry. No, no I, my manager, uh, she, she doesn't pay me. I told them the spot. Make me do things up. <laughs> <laughs> but I turned down a spot in the Misfits podcast to be here. God. Uh, was that one a paying gig? You should... Oh, my God. No, they didn't know I was coming. <laughs> they didn't know I was coming? Uh, you should have breathed harder. <clears throat> okay. Uh, we have it's, such it, a fun group. Fine. I'm, I'm on an antidepressant. I'm not allowed to have those luxuries in life. Oh, man. It's all right. It, with or without the antidepressant, you're probably not going to have those luxuries in life. <laughs> if experience has taught me anything, those luxuries don't exist. Um... So, That's really sad, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. If you need to go on your dating profile and change it so that you're not six foot one, you're six foot fat. Yeah. That's well, I'm gonna change it to six foot fat, ugly, angry, asshole. No commas though. I don't believe in commas, so it'll work out actually. Well, then you'll sound Scottish. Those are the uh, yeah. devil's abbreviations, and I have no desire to be a part of them. <laughs> actually, a name for the Scottish was the devils. And sorry, well, actually, we were, we've been called the ladies from hell. And the Romans used to think we came from the underworld. The underworld? Yeah, they used to think we were like some sort of hell spawn. Hell spawn? Yeah, and I'll be honest, if I came across Scottish people from back then, I'd probably think the same. You've been called a lot of bad things historically. Uh. And here's another fun fact for you. It would actually be quite common for, like, them to take their kilts off in battle so they didn't get them dirty. So a lot of, like, Scots would fight naked practically. Oh, yeah. If you go back to, like, the Roman history... Like, that was always a big thing. That's why, like, a lot of Roman statues have very, very, very uh, small um, cocks. Um, and when they described the barbarians and brutes and etc., it was always these guys, big, giant fucking cocks flailing into battle. Because they would do, like, even the barbarians would do that, go fight naked and shit. 
It is very imposing to fight someone that's naked. Oh, it is. I wouldn't know. In the times I've fought nude people, I'll tell you what, it is a thing. <laughs> Must be a guy thing to just go around to each other's houses and like make a little ring in the middle of the room. Well, mm. I, I, I will admit, alcohol usually plays a part. Especially if you like cover yourself in petroleum jelly to make yourself like wow. all loose. Um... You know, antidepressants or not, it sounds like you're still having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say, but man, your drinking games sound a little more different. I mean, usually something happens and we just, next thing you know, you're fighting someone. Um, you're making rings and petroleum jelly. Slipper of the bell. Oh, God. You gotta represent your clan somehow. <laughs> some... Alright, so speaking of clans, what is your clan colors? Uh mine, my clan's clan Campbell, and the clan colours are blue and green. Just a different plaid than what the the Max Mackies uh Pretty much that a lot of the colours are similar. I yeah. think there might be a name for a name for our tartan, I'm not quite sure. Uh-huh. But because I'm well, my name's Andy Fisher. I don't mind anyone knowing that because it's my name. Are you and, Lord uh, Andy Fisher? Uh, well, yes, I'm a Laird, so yeah. technically, but it's well, more uh, of a gimmick. Yeah, that's uh, what isn't that like Scotland's only export is uh, lordship titles? I can buy a one square foot oh. piece of land. Yeah, for you can. But <laughs> you can also buy some whiskey. Uh, oh, so you're yeah. welcome for penicillin. <laughs> you made penicillin well, okay penicillin. So, yeah so see when your chest infection is fully bloomed and you need some antibiotics just remember that it was Mr. Alexander Fleming that made that possible for you to live wasn't he in America when he did that no I think he was overseas and so the story goes that he left bread in a petri dish yeah. and he went on holiday and forgot about it and came back and discovered penicillin yeah but that's more of just hit the a lucky mold at the end of the day. Okay, what about Alexander? <laughs> Alexander Bell? Telephones. But he you like telephones? That, he did that in America, though, didn't he? Look, you can't... Okay, who did America? Hmm? Huh? <laughs> who the, did the English? America? Who did the America? British. Who, who did America? Yeah, they all did it, you know? I, I think... Uh... A lot of I think Trump did a pretty good job. Uh, yeah, that's true. Did, uh, did America. Oh, uh, that's true, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got a lot going on. A lot of people do. I don't like America. I'm going to say that. I don't like America. I love Americans. Don't particularly like the country. Love the people. I'm like that with a lot of places. Now, why is that? Is it the policies or... Is it the politics you don't like, or you? What I don't do? like the. Po- I don't like what is built on, and I don't like what it's built the pol. On. I, I don't really like the politics in America. The uh, America feels like. I obviously don't know as much about American politics as an American will, but I feel like whenever uh, I look a at American politics, they never shut up about it, and they never learn. Yeah, I feel like you guys have to vote for the lesser evil, and that just shouldn't be how that we, happens. We just, well, our options are uh, corporate kick, 
So, you know, whatever whatever corporation paid the most money to get someone up there, and then you got to pick which corporation, really. Which one do you support this four-year term? Uh, like this year, we chose uh, we chose Raytheon. The, the, the blue one, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We chose uh, we chose Raytheon and the military contractors, and I feel like uh, in four years they'll choose um, uh, Lockheed. You know, uh, so that that's how that really works. Uh, the quickest, easiest breakdown. Um, and that's where a lot of like uh, other country problems come from. They come from the entitlement that American citizens have. And all you got to do is work a customer service job in this country, and you will quickly see mm-hmm. people incredibly entitled. I, I, I do auto work, and so many people will literally call from their car and go, can you put air in my stuff? Like, go to the gas station. Get out of your fucking Wait. car. Wait. They, they they phone you up. They'll pull to do up. Some, yeah, they'll pull, pull up, up in front. Wait, what? What? That's free air in their tires. It'll be ten degrees out. I had someone do that. I go, I'm not doing it. Go, go to the gas station. Won't do it for you either because it's too fucking cold to be compressing air like that. Go. That's crazy. It's it's also crazy how lazy that comes across to me is because oh. in. There are so many people now, and now when you call, I just go, nope, not happening. Get your entitled ass out. I mean, I, I, I guess you can make the argument they don't know what the pressure should be in their tiles, but well, they should probably know a, that having a car. It's on a sticker in the door, every car. Oh, worldwide. Jesus. That's, that's interesting. What's this whole pump gas thing as well? Like I, I've Only... never in Scotland seen that. So, only, like, one state still does that. There was a time, though, when lots of states, you couldn't pump your own gas. And that's the sort of things that probably bred entitlements. You got people who are so used to it. And it's funny. People will do things like that, but then exclaim how important their freedoms are. It's like, well, freedom's also, you know, freedom just automatically, inherently has responsibility to it, you know? And you can't even pump your own gas? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, people talking about how they want to own a firearm straight away, but they don't know how to pump their own gas. Yeah. Or like, put air in their tiles, or yeah. make a simple meal. Yeah, there's there's so much. I mean, it's definitely a, a country of entitled people. And that's what really, I think, hurts world uh, views. Like, I'm not a big fan that we pretend to be the world's police. Like, I go, you know what? There's a lot more. We could stop being the world's police. We give everyone health care. Done and done. You don't even got to worry about, is this going to cost more? You just fucking stop propping up large companies that make armaments. You know, you were warned in the 60s that this was coming. And no one steered the train. No one said, let's switch tracks here. No, just full on. We're heading towards a very boring dystopia. Oh, yeah. It's going to be very bad. Um, And I warn people that, too. I go, and people always go, like I always say, you know, you're going to need a basic income for people if you're going to want to have an economy like it is now. And people go, no, no, people don't deserve anything for free and this and that. I go, 
you don't understand how much will be automated. They can't automate this job. I go, okay. But then you're going to be competing with everyone whose job was automated. Oh, oh, but a lot of people can't do it. Uh, well, when they got to decide between feeding themselves and getting dirty every fucking day, I, they'll get dirty. Trust me. And then uh, your wage will depress. So better off just to, you know, stop bombing kids in other countries. Put that money towards your population. And yeah, don't bomb another country's kids and feed your own. Yeah, 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 because it's common. The people have a very low grasp on how much will be automated. I, I knew an 18-year-old. He goes, I'm going to be an accountant. I go, bro, very automated. He goes, well, you can't automate everything. Okay. He <laughs> probably shouldn't pick something that uh, uses a lot of calculators then. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an interesting direction we're going. Unfortunately, um, if there's one thing I've learned, it doesn't matter who's sitting, you know, you can sit here and wang and go, Orange Man bad, other guy good, or whatever. doesn't matter who's sitting in that seat. You're going to get screwed. And you're just yeah. hoping and praying that Whoever you put there is going to be different, but they're not different. They're the same thing, just in a different package. Yeah, it's just, okay, so this year, blue gets the win. And then people will switch up, and four years from now, red will win. But uh, who's really won? Uh, some pharmaceutical companies, uh, some military companies. You know, the company that can convince that guy to buy toilet seats for 20 grand each. Really, and that goes back to way at the beginning when I said, trace your thoughts, you know? Yeah. Well, it's have some accountability nuts. for where those thoughts lead and what those decisions get and actually look. <coughs> but that got really deep really quick. Um, I say let's shift some gears. Um what? Lighter topics. Yeah, something lighter. Well, what advice would you have for the kiddies who actually listen to us? Don't spend your entire education stressing out what you want to be. Because, I mean, chances are you're going to change as a person from when you're in grade school to when you've finished university, if you even decide to go that path. Go whatever path you want. You don't need to spend. You can you can join the workforce at sixteen if that's what makes you happy. Explore avenues, like actually don't be scared to live a little. And uh, you get more the older you get, you definitely get more grumpy. That is fact. Your back <laughs> will start hurting in your twenties. Don't know how it happens. It just does. You will get more hangovers. Even if you don't think you can get hangovers, they'll come one day. You can get hungover by not even drinking. You can smell some alcohol and get hungover. Uh, let's move away from the alcohol. <clears throat> uh, I feel like we can't let you near the fucking Whiskey is fantastic as a drink. <laughs> whiskey is fantastic. Try, try and drink more water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, Andy, when's the last time you had a single malt? And what year was that single malt? 12 years yesterday. Huh? A 12 year malt yesterday. Nice. It was very cheap. Really? Yeah. yeah like $80 if it was on a shelf here, $10 on a shelf there, like wine in France. 
all of yeah. it's ten bucks, but you take it here and it's a hundred. I think it's uh, Johnny Walker that America likes its export from Scotland. So like Johnny Walker Black Label whiskey, stuff yeah, they like, like that. that. Yeah, that was um produced in my hometown for the longest time, and then it got moved because my town is dead. And it took all the jobs and. Yep, yep. That's don't know who took the jobs. Hmm. I think the jobs just disappeared. <laughs> just up and overnight. Well, they were probably replaced by machines. Yeah, I would not trust Scottish people to bottle whiskey because Scottish people drink whiskey. <laughs> you saying you gotta have them in a room, bottling it naked, make sure they don't sneak any out? <laughs> Well, I I think that used to be one of the perks to work for a whiskey company was that you would get to take all the whiskey you wanted, or at least a certain amount. Oh my God! Home without that, being charged. That seems like a terrible fucking. Exactly, <laughs> especially for Scottish people. Sometimes you I know because I they can't. do love their scotch. I can't define how bad of it's like it's like hiring crack addicts to work at your crack factory, dude. Yeah, you got a meth lab full of meth heads. Yeah, well, most mm-hmm. of them are. That's why they're always blowing up. Oh god, that's a terrible decision. Hey guys, after your eight-hour shift, you can take some home. Now don't save it up and drink it before your eight-hour shift. God damn it. Oh yeah, and after there's any kids watching. uh when you're 18, if you're moderately attractive, please don't just randomly decide to make an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and with that... You, you, you can't. <laughs> um, with that, uh, I say we meow it out the door unless you got anything else to add, Trace. Uh, no, I think I'm good. I uh, think we got... I think we got... Can you give us a lot of kiss? Can you give us some meows? Uh, man. Come on, Andy. Give us a meow. Meow, meow, meow. 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 